Well, 10 years after the deadliest garment factory disaster, advocates say little's changed for workers. On this day in 2013, the Rana Plaza building in Bangladesh collapsed, killing more than 1,000 garment workers and injuring 2,500. And as Louise Tanuth reports, the industry still has a long way to go to prevent exploitation. The collapse of the eight-storey Rana Plaza building 10 years ago was a wake-up call for the fashion industry to do better. Advocacy manager for Tear Fund, Claire Gray, says many brands knew very little about their own supply chain back then. In the end, those workers' rights advocates had to pick through the rubble of Rana Plaza to find out what labels were being sewn onto clothes to be able to hold those brands accountable. Since then, Tear Fund has been tracking 25 companies, including Nike, Lululemon, Cotton On and H&M. Now 80% of those companies can provide a list of factories that make their products. But nothing has changed when it comes to paying workers a living wage. In 2013, Tear Fund asked whether they could guarantee their workers were paid a living wage. Only one company could say yes. Ten years later, it's the same story. Claire Gray says the industry is making billions by exploiting workers. 98% of workers who work in garment factories do not earn enough to meet their basic needs. So this means that if a factory worker could work full-time plus overtime and still not be able to provide adequate housing or food for their family. That comes as a shock to these shoppers in downtown Auckland. It just makes you kind of upset that you're... I don't know, you're, you're buying things but the money's not going towards the people who made it. I'd like to know where my stuff is coming from and I'd like to know that the company's being fair. Especially if they're well-known. Workers should be paid like enough to pay their cost of living. We should be concerned about that company. Modern slavery specialist and sustainability consultant Gary Shaw says the findings point to a wider issue in the fashion industry. The sad reality in 2023 is that there are still more people in the world today in slavery, in, in some form of modern slavery, than at any other time in human history. He says while brands should be taking ownership for what their workers are paid, it's a complex issue as many factories overseas are used by multiple brands. A lot of the businesses and brands don't own the factories where the workers make their product. You can't tell another business on the other side of the world, often of which you make up a very small percentage of their global business, what to pay their workers. Tear Fund's research also shows just 6.7% of companies could provide evidence of a union or collective bargaining agreement at their factories. They don't have the ability for collective bargaining for the health and safety of the work environment through their vulnerability and, and often uh, desperation take on roles which in some cases are dangerous to them and or family members. They are not getting paid typically, in many cases legally, what they're owed. But as consumers, we have a major part to play to make change. I have sat down across the table from dozens of brands over the years and I can tell you that when they consistently hear from their customers that their customers are concerned about a particular issue, 
they sit up and pay attention. Every single person that wears clothes and buys clothes has some purchasing power in this equation. I personally, now, I chose to thrift it instead of buying those big brands because they are not taking action. The new prime minister must bring something, you know, to help people who are suffering from these problems.